Yeah, guys, how are you? Matt the Big Bear Red was here. Welcome to my podcast. On this moment, we talk about all sorts of topics from footy, fishing, beers, all kinds. So come and join me, mate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the bloody show. Well, let's have a yak, shall we? G'day, everyone. What's going on? Matt here again with my mate Andrew. What's going on, mate? Oh, very little. How is everyone out there? Um. Number six, mate. Number six. This is number six. Um, Coming along quite nicely. Yes, it is. I'm actually uh, really um, pleased with the amount of um, people actually are listening to it. It's uh, it's getting up there slowly, but nice and surely. Slowly, slowly. But what have you been up to anyway, mate, besides five tens of fuck all? Uh, half a dozen tens of fuck all, really. Yeah. Been like that, hasn't it, for the last few we through months, I suppose. But um, yeah, we're, oh, it's bad. we're starting to get a bit normal, aren't we? Back to normal, I suppose. Well, the rest of Australia is, but Victoria is not, thanks to our fucking premier. But uh, it has no concept of anything. And don't worry, guys, we're not going to get into the politics and the bloody yellow shit that um about the corona and all that type of shit. We're just yeah, we're just um, speaking on just general terms here. Um, but, um, no, it's good. It's, the cases are starting to get really low in that, isn't it? Which is good. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be moving in the right direction. I think the only thing we have now is just to start getting back to some normality. Yeah, well, well aren't they supposed to be talking about um, doing the restrictions... Lifted or something, or some form of restrictions next week or something, or may uh, Everyone but Victoria. Yeah. Um, because I know for a fact that New South Wales, the school's gone back, haven't they? Yeah, Northern Territory is back to, um, back to life as normal. Yeah. Well, there wasn't really many um, cases up Canberra. there, anyway. Yeah, Canberra is also getting up there a bit more back to normal as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just feel it was going to be a, a long battle about with the Premier in Victoria because I don't think he he knows what he's doing at the moment and it's getting more and more obvious every single every single uh, update he gives. Yes, but um, I suppose... It, uh, it, it is a bit of a, um, a tough job what he's doing, I suppose, but at the same time, he's not necessarily, uh, I don't know. Doing it all that well. Yeah, in some cases. Um, I mean, I, I find it very hard to fault our government. In life. I just think he, and even before this, he's a very controlling, he doesn't... And he he always not, stands over people in some ways. He always like speaks down to people, doesn't he? Well, that hey, that won't be just me, but just sounds like his tone. That usually that's what he what he sounds like, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's you know not to harp on about the virus, but we're just using this as an example. Is that yeah. I've noticed with every other premier and um, Mr. Morrison, the prime minister, he um, the positivity comes through through his voice when he talks to you and. Helps you understand it. Whereas, yeah, Dylan Andrews is, is don't really want to use this word, but it's probably the best way to describe him, a bit more of a dictator. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like we're in a com- 
kind of like the communist regime. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah it's about it's right. Not... Yeah, it's about right, I suppose. Yeah. But um, you know that uh, um, for my uh, brekkie today, I had some toast and it just got me back to that time when um, I don't know if you guys actually watch my YouTube videos, but on my YouTube video, we've done something very similar to this. And but no audio, no, just audio was just video as well. But we're talking about the toast story, and um, it just reminded me again there today about this toast story. Um, now I reckon, mate, I reckon this is a good time for us to really knock out the corona out of the park and just talk about something, um, like, a, like an old fashioned story, um, uh. So really, uh, do you actually remember from word for word actually what happened, mate? Uh, I know that they were at the Grand Prix. <laughs> I remember it was very early in the morning, and we were early to the Grand Prix, which you know led to a bit of boredom. Yeah, because we're waiting in line, weren't we? Oh, uh, and to anyone who who knows me, that that's probably the one thing, and I, I'm not. Complaining about it, that's the one thing I struggle with is waiting in line. Yeah, I've always been somewhere where I'd rather arrive late once the line's gone and have to get a back seat. But I, I just lining up for me has never been. I just struggle to stand still, so it's it's always going to be a challenge. Yeah, it's not necessarily impatience. It's just uh, the standing still is what is Mate, what gets me. I think it drives anyone nuts, doesn't it? Really, when you think about it, it drives uh, anyone nuts. Yeah, it's, it's, I think some people got more tolerance. I think you've got more of a tolerance to it than what I would. I, yeah. I have very little, and it's been something I've always struggled with. Where I, I can't sit still for more than five minutes. So yeah, but the the whole story was, guys, is uh, <laughs> uh, it was about I think it was about what eight thirty, quarter to nine, something like that, wasn't it? Around there, and um, uh, yeah, about. Like quarter, quarter past eight, something like that. Quarter past eight, yeah, yeah, I reckon it'll be because it was pretty early. We got there fucking early, and um, <laughs> and for some, because one thing you gotta know about me and my good mate here, right? We talk about anything. Like you'll know that you'll notice this as we go along with the episodes on this podcast. You'll know that we just talk about all sorts of shit, and this is one story that actually um, proves it. Now, at this stage, because I got to travel from South West Vic to uh, Melbourne to go to the Grand Prix every year, so what actually ended up happening was is that uh, we actually missed out on Brekkie, me and my mother, because we go down to the Grand Prix. Um, and I was and saying that... coming from the People's Republic of Warrnambool. Oh, yes, yes. Um, and um, the, uh, the thing was, right... Um, I had no bloody brekkie. We went straight to the uh, thing. I think we picked you up, I think. I'm pretty sure we picked you up. And because um, you actually walked to the servo. We picked you up. Went oh, in the Melbourne. Oh, this might have been the one I drove in. Wait, no. No, I didn't drive in the day. No, no. Because I, I had me holding at this time, didn't I? I'm pretty sure I had yeah. me holding. As you can see, people, we've really taken this from a lot of sincerity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but this is the good thing about it, mate. We're just we're just yakking, having a yak. 
Oh, that's the whole point of this bloody podcast. Um, but um, we went in and uh, and I, I just said to Andrew out of the blue, "Geez, I'm hungry." Oh yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a bit hungry. But you know what I could really go for, mate? What's that? Some bloody toast. And this yeah, is when it, this is when it really started. Now, just picture this, right? You're in the line. There's about uh, ten people in front of you, and probably about twenty. The older gentleman behind us. The older gentleman, <laughs> yeah, he was about in his forties, fifties, I reckon. Oh, uh, I would have said sixties. You reckon sixties? You reckon sixties? Because his mate was a bit younger than him. Uh, I would have honestly would have thought he would have been in his uh, mid fifties, late fifties, but you reckon sixties? Uh, okay. Um. But they probably know it could be 35 and just looks old. Yeah, well, that's true, if, too. If you are listening out there, buddy, we, we do apologise. <laughs> but really, there are skincare products out there to stop anti-aging. Yeah, but what, it was a bloody funny. It was so funny, this. And then, it, it like, so, like I said, just pretend, or just imagine that, I suppose. Uh, but, yeah, about 20, 30 people behind us waiting in line. Now, um, then you got these two blokes... Talking about toast now. We're, now we're not just talking about just general talk about toast. We are talking about toast, like toast. When you talk about toast, <laughs> like we are talking different types of bread, different types of butters, different types of spreads. What they have on toast, how much they have it on, and how many times of uh, of the day they actually have it. And um, it got to the point. Where we were talking about, <laughs> oh, freaking hell, about if we have a white piece of toast, what type of spread would be the best for white piece of toast and how much of it? So, uh, let's just say you need a good amount of butter and a little bit of um, Vegemite to suit the white piece of toast. We need a lot of Vegemite and no butter to suit the whole meal. So, this is yeah, how talking about the Vegemite to butter ratio. Yeah, and then we also then we went. Well, I think I went. Well, what about peanut butter? And the whole story started all over again. And we started with peanut butter, cheese spread, um, freaking jams, and that, all that type of shit. We went into full detail about this shit, and um, I reckon that we talked about toast on that one section. Uh, oh Jesus! Oh, that's right, all day. It was not a continuous uh, or one little segment. It was all day. That's how long we actually talked about toast for. What the people have also got to understand is the conversation didn't just maintain to me and Matt. Yeah. It also involved Matt's mother and Matt's brother, who also got involved in. The, yes. He wasn't even there. Yes, that he was is back true. Back at the hotel, and we uh, we did um. Hatch, a, hatch an ingenious plan to get ourselves on TV, which fell flat yeah. to the canvas. But that, that did not work out too well, that did not. <laughs> I, I don't know why that did not uh, work out, mate. It, it was a good cause. A it was a good cause, <laughs> mate. It was a good cause to talk about the toast and about the Vegemite and the butter. Now, come on now. <laughs> but, um, but what, most meaningful things? Hey, we actually came up with a freaking Facebook page, didn't you? We have our own society. That's right. Well, what was it called? I can't remember what it was called. Do you remember? Because you're actually uh, one who made it. National Toast Appreciation Society. That's it. That's it. I think Nathan actually named it. 
<laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and the thing is, right, what, what made it even worse, I can't play it on here because all of the fucking copyright bullshit, but there was actually a Toast song um, that I found, and oh, Christ, it was funny. Just go on the YouTube, guys, and type in and type in um, toast song, and it'll come up with a piece of bacon. Uh, I think it's a piece of toast and some other shit. Oh Christ, it's funny! It's so, funny it's so bloody funny. To what people out there are listening to this right now, and they're probably they're probably thinking this was all a gag, but there was a moment in time where the discussion got pretty serious. Oh yeah, and we couldn't believe. The level of thought we were putting into this discussion of toast. And like I said, mate, we weren't just bloody doing this um, as a get like just as a general topic. We were talking about this in full detail, weren't we? Probably more than we care to admit. Yeah, well, that's true too. But no, no, we we, we talked about it, and we um, we took appreci- appreciation of the old toast. But um, it was just, yeah, kind of strange in some ways how much detail we actually went into it. But the faces of everyone around us at that point at, in the line at the Grand Prix, that says it all. We're, I'm pretty sure most people are thinking, what the fuck are these two blokes talking about toast like this for? And for so long, too. We're, we... talking about, we're talking about toast like the scientists are talking about coronavirus. <laughs> exactly. And um, it seemed to be that uh, it was not a non-stopping subject. It was just non-going. So. Unbeknownst to us, it went on for days. And weeks. And, continued, yeah, and then continued on through the, through the months and turned into years. But Occasionally we do talk about toast, but, but not as much anymore. We just talk about all all sorts of other things now. Don't know exactly what, because half the time. Nothing wrong with a good piece of toast. Hey. I see nothing wrong with a good toast discussion. No, not really. Not not to mention that, like I said, half the people around us at this time were freaking saying, "What the fuck are these two dickheads talking about bloody toast for?" But I don't know. It was good fun. I liked it. So you know, you know how it is. And now we're rambling on about toast to our international audience, which... Yeah. But anyway, that's just the thing, isn't it? Um, so... It turns into Donald Trump a toast. Oh, God. Um, so what really is there that's else really going on, mate? Because there's really not that much going on, is there? No, People out there will be probably pleased to know that the um, steady flow of toast hasn't stopped over the coming months, but that's been the past. Yes. The, all the toast and all the bread have been still sacked in, in the in the supermarkets and no one's been panic buying to get the toast. So that's good. I did hear a report today, which um, I've written this down in the notes. Yes. Um, there is a possibility that in the coming weeks, now this isn't a joke, people, this is a false alarm Everybody out there, if you do hear um, if you do hear uh, a fud, Matt will have hit the floor, and that is KFC might be closing down for a short period of time. Oh, what? Why? It doesn't actually say, but ah, come on. KFC, 
Apparently, KFC stores across Australia will be closing their doors for dining and takeaway oh, man. in the coming months. Oh, really? Jesus Christ. Oh, well, I suppose that one thing I will say is um, thank Christ the bloody Kiwis have been rich, well, got their thing lifted from four to three because now all the takeaway places are open. I've been seeing on TikTok that all the Maccas and KFCs are open again. Um, so that's good. But why are they, so is that what they're doing? Are they actually, are they shutting their doors, like for everything? Drive-throughs and everything. I don't know how serious you take it. It's just I was just scrolling through Facebook when I saw it. So, oh jeez. I mean, I mean, I think Matt will wage world war. I tell you what, if they shut the KFC, I don't know what's going to happen, guys. I love my KFC. Um, and if anyone knows Matt, he doesn't mind a bit of KFC. No, don't mind me old KFC. It's bloody quite nice, but. Um, I'm, take, I'm taking a bit of a break off it at the moment, mate. I'm taking a bit of a break off it. Oh, Jesus. I know. What that means is Matt's used all his resources to get KFC up and Warrnambool right now, so he's just waiting for a restocking. <laughs> Not that he's taking a break from KFC itself. No. But yes, I am from Warrnambool. Which will never happen. What? Which will never happen. No. Definitely not. Um, but one thing I will talk about is this freaking weather. This weather's been freaking shit out the last couple of days. It's freaking freezing. But um, uh, I don't know if we, uh, I don't know if you know, mate. But apparently, um, yesterday or the day before, we celebrated two hundred fifty years of James Cook landing. So that's, Which actually, that's good. There is something I would like to bring up, and I'd like to put towards you, and just see. We're in the middle of a pandemic worldwide, as, as we've as, talked about. Now. <laughs> but um, just, you carry on with that. I'm just going to get this, this something up here. I just want to get your opinion on it. Yeah, what's that, mate? What's a concern? Well, let, let, let me let me pull it up word for word because I don't want to paraphrase. I actually want to get the exact quote. All right. We'll just wait here for a second, ladies and gentlemen, until it gets. No, up. no, you carry on, and I'll do this in the background. <laughs> But, um, yes, we had our 250-year bloody, what do you call it? And, um, what the hell? Uh, I just read this thing about it, and um, apparently some PM said something about it. Um, well, that's kind of what I'm trying to, um, trying you, to bring up. I'm just... Are you talking about the PM says Victorian official comments comparing Captain Cook to the coronavirus? Yes, now just let me let me just find that. Um, because I'm actually looking at this now, and he, what, the, what the hell did he actually say? Um, it's not. Hold on, here we go. Oh, it just seems very strange about this. But yet, well, it is the anniversary of um, Captain Cook and with the Endeavour sailing into Botany Bay. Um, As you can see, people, we run a very tight operation over here. We're um. Hey, we're we're not one of those type of podcasts that go by scratcher and all that type of shit. We just go, we just go with the flow, mate. As simple as that. Um, like our Bundy, love and marriage goes together like a horse and carriage. <laughs> what the fuck? 
jeez. But now we just chill out, mate. Now we, we just chill out. Now what? Hey, oh, hang on a minute. Oh, I'm just trying to make this tweet, but the problem is our media over here has this very bad habit of making of charging me to read their articles, which yeah, no, which I'll, um makes. I'm just reading this one little bit here on the 250th, 250th anniversary of Captain Cook and the Endeavour sail onto Botany Bay. I've got it, guys. I've got it. Captain Terror and the invasion of the coronavirus to his arrival. What the hell? Right. So, what this tweet is, um, bloody, now the internet's gone slow. And no, guys, if you're wondering, we're not a personal vendetta or whatever against Dan and Andrews or whatever his name is. Uh, we just know what he's been doing, and we're just yeah, taking a little comment about it, aren't we? Yeah, well, this wasn't actually him. Um, or then, just give me a second. Um, here we go. Um, it was Deputy Chief Health Officer Emily's Van Demeen. Right. Compared the famous voyage of the current pandemic to the current pandemic, she she put a, a, a tweet out, and this is an, an exact quote. Sudden arrival of a foreign invader from another land. Right. Basically, she said the same thing twice in one sentence, genius. Decimating populations, creating terror. Forcing the population to make enormous sacrifices and completely change how they live in order to survive. Captain Cook, say, COVID-19 or Cook 1770. So, to people out there who don't know, what she's basically saying is... Oh, is it's... Basically, she's trying to stick up for Indigenous people across Australia by saying that, well, Australia what was invaded originally, um, but what what the funny part about all this is is, if you're going back that far into history, name me a country that isn't invaded by another country. That's how the world is created, people. Especially back in those um, days. But for some reason, the rest of the world's understood that and, un- and understand and has grown up with the concept and has understood it for years. You know, not just recently, but we're talking about hundreds of years ago, they under- they've come to the understanding of that's how the world was created. For right. some reason, in Australia, some people still can't grasp that concept. It's still foreign to them. It still doesn't... They're still trying to deal with it, despite the fact it was nearly... 200 plus years ago, which at some point in time, you know, it's just, it's almost, and I'm sure Matt will agree to this too, is it it becomes hard to believe that a current society is still having an active conversation about an issue 250 years ago. It just, it, it is something that is... Almost comical to the rest of the world, I'm assuming. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, it'd be like Scotland having, having well, they don't like England, yes, but it'd be like that issue, them, them wanting actual compensation for what happened three, four hundred years ago. It ain't, it's, it's ridiculous. They wouldn't even, they wouldn't even try to bring it up. Yeah. But for some reason or another, Australia 
he's been stuck with this curse. Yes. But no, I do agree with that, mate. Um, like, I understand if they want to protest about this shit, I understand that. But at the same time, it was 250 years ago. None of us were even thought of back then. Um, Australia wasn't even a country back then. Uh, how the fuck are we supposed to know exactly what happened? Because none of us were fucking there. Um, but and, just, and the funny part I was about all this is, which you know, it, it seems to go un unmentioned in all this this drama. Yeah, and that's Australia were prisoners themselves when they came over here. It wasn't a thing by choice. It was how do we say the irony in that needs to be taken, you know. But the fact that me and Matt are sitting here discussing this as an actual current issue, it's, it's, it begs belief as to, how, as to how this is still an issue. Yeah. Like I, like, I respect anyone who wants to protest and wants to do all that type of shit. It's their, that's their right to do so, isn't it? Um, but at the same time, it happened over 250 years ago. Don't blame the current government and don't blame the current people um, for it um, because we had nothing to do with it. It wasn't even us. It was the British that done it, not us. Um, so <laughs> I'm not saying get over it. I know it'll be a great shame to the people or it'll be a great um, sadness to the people, I suppose, of those cultures, but... Uh, it's got nothing to do with us, mate. It's got nothing at all to do with us. And um, I reckon that... I'm not going to say get over it because in some ways you have to anyway. But it happened 250 years ago. So basically just, yeah, move on, mate. Move on. <laughs> move on, man. Yeah, I mean, like... It's not even a case of get over it because... It's not even concerning you. That's the yeah, problem. Exactly. That's, that's the thing that's there. That, that's the thing that I, I don't think gets mentioned enough is, is it, it's not it's not a simple case of, oh, get over it. Yeah. It's a case of, it's none of your fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, I'm not, I don't go back to England and I want compensation from the English government for my ancestors being prisoners. And I'm the same way with my ancestors with fucking with the Irish, apparently. Because I'm part, well, I've got a bit of Irish in me, I've got a bit of New Zealand in me. Hey, I well, could do the same I'm bloody thing, mate. I, I could do the same thing. Paraphrasing, I've actually got Scottish in me, so. Hey? But I'm, I'm actually just paraphrasing, man. I was just, mm. I'm not actually, I don't actually have any English, especially I have Scottish, but. Yeah, um, yeah but that's the whole thing, mate. I don't either. Because yeah. it happened, what, fucking, like you said, four or five hundred years ago, so who really cares? Yeah, and that's the funny part. Like, I mean, me and Matt having Irish and Scottish backgrounds, just as much injustice was done to our people by the British than it was than it was to the Aboriginal people. So, but it's not like we're actually out there asking for an apology. Actually, if you want to really go by, if we, like, say if we wanted to bloody have a pick of the English, right? Just for example. Now, um, by, uh, okay, let's say... 1858, 
I think the precise um, year was, the stockade in Ballarat. But hey, we weren't Australians back then. Even then, we weren't Australians, proper Australians. Cause we, yeah, go ahead, mate. Sorry, go on. No, you go on. And here's, here's what people don't want to come out and say, but it is, it really is the real, the biggest difference between Irish heritage, Scottish heritage, and Aboriginal heritage when it comes to England is that, you know, all three, all three nationalities there had the same thing happen to them with England, yep. in a way. The difference, the real difference is, and this is not a dig, this is not nothing nasty, it's just a cold hard truth. The Scottish and the Irish fought back. They evolved. The Aboriginals didn't. They couldn't fight back. And it's not from any other reason than the fact that they didn't evolve enough, like, like they did in Ireland, Scotland. And that's something which gets overlooked a bit, and you have to sort of put that in perspective too. That is the real difference here. Yeah. Because when you look at history and you just look at it on a blank piece of paper, it will almost read the same. Yeah. Except the British managed to managed to dominate the indigenous people, unfortunately, in a way they couldn't with the um, Irish and Scottish. It didn't. They they fought back eventually. Unfortunately, the Aboriginals couldn't. And that's, you know, all due respect for people from that time. But that is the truth of the matter. And it's cold and it's harsh, but that was a world back then. It wasn't like it is now. Yeah, exactly right, mate. And uh, I'm just uh, thinking about this too. Who has actually got the biggest, um, in some ways, bad blood against England? Besides um, uh, the Aborigines, yeah, Scotland. yeah, Irish, Scotland. Who else? Wales doesn't particularly like them. India. Everyone hates. No, India. They took over India, and they freaking um, they actually kept India um, for freaking oh jeez, uh, freaking hundreds of years. That they actually um, kept India under wraps. I think it was only the last, what, 50 to 100 years they actually gave back the full control of actual uh, India to them, wasn't it? I couldn't tell you that, man. I just mean it's, it's one of those one of those real difficult... Because at the end of the day, what we're reading on a piece of paper... I, I've noticed something with... And now, just... I just want to clarify, I reckon I can speak from that here when I say this, is we're not saying anything wrong about Indigenous people. We're not no, taking away anything not. from no. What we're referring to is the group of people that exist in society today who are trying to bring a past issue to a current issue. Now, by that principle, there are so many things, there are so many genocides over, like, Okay, it's only touchy, but Jewish people still don't hold a grudge to German people when they see them. And they're the ones that probably would have a, probably the biggest grudge of all time, wouldn't they? When you really when you yeah. know your history, they're the ones that would actually have the biggest grudge against anyone. I mean, it's just 
as I said with the Irish and, Scot and Scottish history tales, is that the only thing that separates them from the indigenous people was them evolving quicker, was them fighting, learning how to fight back quicker. That's all it really was. And it's just gotten well and truly out of hand. Yeah. <clears throat> Like we're like like Andrew said, we're not um we're not bag mouthing anyone, we're not really saying anything, we're just saying what we think. And aren't we really? We're just saying what's there. And um people might not like it. People might like oh what the fuck are these two bloody boys talking about? But hey that's just what we think, mate, don't we? Yeah, and it's not like it's you know the, the hardest thing I know to people today, this generation, is that they don't understand the difference between a discussion and an opinion and an insult and racism. And a full-on debate, there's too. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's different things. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, me and Matt have opinions, but that's all they really are. They're not... Yep. They're not facts. They're not know, actual statements. <laughs> Because when it comes down to it, no one really has that. No one really has cold, hard facts. Yeah, well, that's going to be on. I reckon that might be our next episode, mate. What actually really happened? Um, just go through history and just talk about what actually what we thought um, that could happen, eh? Hey? Might make an episode of that. Bad podcast. I mean, one of the greatest injustices and one of the greatest... Mass killings, in my opinion, happened at the Melbourne Cricket Ground on September 28, 1999, when North Melbourne slaughtered Carlton to win the Premiership. But the Carlton people, as pathetic and weak as they are, they're not asking for a handout. So why should the Indigenous? <laughs> I knew you'd say something like that. I just, I just knew you'd say something like that. I was just waiting. I was just waiting for that one, guys. I was just waiting for that. And you weren't disappointed. If you're, if you're just listening to this, guys, and you haven't listened to the old yell episodes, go back to I think the second one or the third one or whatever. And um, I think it's actually the second one. Now, we actually talk about that we actually go for the AFL teams. And I'm a Carlton supporter, and he's North Melbourne. So, yeah, just to give you a bit of a reference. Oh, Jesus. Still going to stay in my life. But, um, it's all been since. Jesus. But uh, that's, that's just us. We, just, we, we, give, we throw shit at each other about um, AFL. This is what we do. That's what everyone does, don't they? I reckon it'd be nearly Pretty worse than the rugby world, wouldn't it? Nah, right. I don't know, it's more tame than rugby, I think. What, all the banters and all the rivalries? Yeah, there isn't really a level of rivalry in the NRL, I don't think. What, not in the state of origin? It's just, oh, state of origin is different, and that's not... <laughs> I reckon yeah, that's that, not a... Um, well, I reckon there would have to be some form of rivalry between um, the New South Wales and the Queensland teams, and the Queensland teams with the New, uh, with the Victoria team, and, and all. No, you know, it's pretty much everyone. Pretty much, there is a, like 
this isn't a joke. I think everyone just hates an old song. I think that's all the rivalry really is. Is just like the South Sydney versus Sydney Roosters, which is a big rivalry. But other than that, it's just everyone versus Melbourne. That's kind of the view of the NRL. Yeah. Is there any real rivalries up so. Queensland way? Yeah, the Cowboys and the Broncos. Broncos. Yeah, I reckon there would have been too. Um, yeah. Kind of like um. It's kind of the Cowboys and the Broncos are kind of like a city versus country thing. Broncos being country, say being city, being from the big part of Brisbane itself. Yeah. Cowboys being from far north Queensland. Yeah. They're kind of like the rural thing versus the um, the big city team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I suppose there's always going to be rivalries when it comes to teams in different areas. I suppose, isn't it? Uh, what's what we reckon is probably the biggest rivalry. So I don't know really too much about the NRL when it comes to shit like that. Uh, AFL I do, but not with the NRL. Is there much uh, rivalry between New South Wales then? Besides the other ones you mentioned. Uh, Sydney Roosters versus South Sydney Rabbitohs. Parramatta versus the um Parramatta versus the Bulldogs. Um, nothing to the level. Of Oh, apart from Sydney and um, the Roosters and South Sydney, yeah. um, nothing else really. What about the Cronulla Sharks? Have they got any rivalries? Because I've, uh, I've always much, heard them being a bit of a rough, rough mob. They're pretty much the um, one up from the storm. They're kind of like the next hated team from the storm. But, oh, they're in Manly, pardon me. But, All right. Okay. Um, there's... My team, everyone seems to love. Which is the Which is, uh, Raiders, the Canberra Raiders. Yeah, so that's uh, the kind of everyone's second team, it seems that way. Alright. <clears throat> Bloody hell. Um, but yeah. There's the AFL, there's a lot of rivalries. Ah, oh, jeez. Carlton vs. Richmond, Carlton vs. Essen, Carlton Rich, um, Collingwood. Uh, Essen and Richmond. But can we still. Jesus. Can we still call Carlton versus England a rivalry anymore? Because which one? Which one's that one? Carlton who? Carlton Richmond. I, I don't. I don't think that can be classed as a rivalry anymore. Just personally, I'm not being a smart ass. I just don't think it's been competitive enough to, to still be called a rivalry in the last. When you've lost to one side for ten years straight, the rivalry's gone, in my opinion. Well, it's always going to be a rivalry where you win or lose or draw against Collingwood. I know that for a fact. Yeah, but that, see, you guys have been more competitive against Collingwood than you have against Richmond. Um, that yeah, that no will always be a rivalry, them ones, I'm telling you. Um, Until the league gets rid of you guys as dead weight. Well, yeah, you're in the same bloody boat too, you young fella. Um, actually, no, we're actually a fair way ahead of you guys. Well, we were actually going to be debt-free, apparently, but uh, before this bloody virus hit, then apparently we have to, we're in debt again, so... I'm not uh, talking about debt, I'm talking about your on-field performance. Hey, you never know. You never know. I'm um, talking about debt. North World's really heading you guys. Well, time will tell, mate. And that's just facts. Hey, time will tell. You never know. You've been saying that since 99. I don't bloody care You've if I've been saying that since 1858 or whatever the fucking thing is. But uh, you just never know. You never, never know. In 50 and, years' time when that's laying in a grave. Time will tell. <laughs> Time will tell. Ah, oh, Jesus. 
But the um, pastor, the um, the guy at the funeral, they fucking suck, Matt. Now get over it. <laughs> <laughs> just you, and then he comes out the coffin. Just you, wait. Just you. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, he's not even dead. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, now I reckon probably one of the other big ones too, mate, would have to be freaking. Uh, oh, geez, what it be? Probably North Melbourne. No, not North Melbourne. Um. Hawthorne and Geelong, I reckon. Yeah, that'll be up there. Um, Essendon and Richmond. Uh, who else? Who else would be probably the one of the biggest rivalries when it comes to when it comes well when it comes to footy, um, especially nowadays because in the eighties it was always Hawthorne against everyone. Uh, 90s North was, and Essendon have always had a hot rivalry. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. Um, Essendon and uh, oh, who was it, buddy? That freaking oh Jesus! Oh, Jesus. Bloody that she's bloody gone. She's left. Um, uh, there's always been such rivalries when it comes to AFL, NRL. Jeez, man, there's been rivalries in the freaking tennis. You, <laughs> you don't know. Um. But, uh, yeah, no, it's always been rivalries in sports, really, hasn't it? really, when you come to it? Yeah, especially in the boxing world. Oh, in the boxing would be probably worst of all, wouldn't it? Yeah, there's been some, there's been some blood feuds in that sport. Like, I know it's not boxing, but I know for a fact that um, hasn't Conor McGregor had a few rivalries in his time? I don't know much really about that, but, like, oh, I know he's a UFC fighter and he's Irish and he's brought out a shit whiskey, but that's yeah, just my but- opinion. That was, um, most of his rivals were more just media stuff. They, they weren't, like, real. Like, um, when I'm talking about boxing, I'm talking about Tyson Holyfield. Ah, um, oh, yeah, you're talking about the old days. Ali. Ali Frazier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, modern day, wasn't really a rivalry per se, but it kind of, they mirrored each other's careers, and that was Pacquiao versus Floyd, but, you know, Floyd kind of, you know, kicked the head of that one pretty easily. Um, what about Muhammad Ali and you know, um, George Foreman? Uh, that, that, that wasn't really a rival, it was just a one fight. Um, it, it was just... But the biggest first rival I've seen is probably... Um, it was between an Italian fighter, Italian-American fighter, and an Irish fighter. So you've got two tempers there. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was Mickey Ward versus Ontario Gary. And I remember it was, I think it might be their second fight in round nine. It yep. was just an all-out war where Gary had a fractured eye socket, broken nose, and just kept swinging away. But they had three of the best fights you'll ever see. And, but the difference was that was the rivalry was there. Like they beat the hell of each other, but they had respect, which was different from the... Um, Tyson Holyfield and um, and Ali Frazier rivalries, they were just the Ali Frazier one was just pure hatred. Okay. Um, oh, oh yeah, I actually got the mention too, mate. I got a message off I'm not going to say his last name, but his name is Jim um, on my Facebook and uh, on my page, Matty, was Media. Thank you very much for the message, man, mate. Um, and he asks, why am I sound so clear, 
But Andrew is not sounding as clear, but sounds very, um, like, on the phone. That's because he's on Facebook. Um, so that's why I'm sounding real clear, because I'm actually talking into an XLR mic, and I've actually got Andrew uh, going through uh, my recorder, going through Facebook Messenger. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't compete with what the sound quality. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's the reason why, mate. So I just thought I'd let you know. Um, but yeah, as you were saying, mate, about these great rivalries, there's always been some form of rivalry um, about it. But uh, thank you very much, Jim, for giving me that message, mate. Keep it going. Keep it coming. So what other rivalries have you actually heard? Because I don't, like, I know a bit about the old boxes, but I don't know really about these new modern ones. So I don't, I'm not really that interested in these new modern boxes. Um, well, modern days, um... Very different. It's like um, there's a lot more politics involved in it now. Where, uh, well, you know, that's a double-edged sword that one because the Fraser League was all about politics. But I'm not talking about politics as as what we know. It's a uh, a boxing term, which to anyone out there who's not involved in the boxing world, it's uh, it's the promoters that are arguing with each other that are not the fighters. Yeah. So say if you've got fighter A. And fighter B, they want to fight each other. Yeah. Their promoters are the ones arguing over money, location, times, dates, rounds, weight, whatnot. And um, they're the ones that are, that are killing all of the rivalries because they're putting their foot down and saying, okay, my fighter's not fighting you. And that stops the fight. So it's very different now. Fighters don't have as much control over their, over their careers as they once did. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so it's basically all the um, all the media and all that type of shit's really taken away all the rivalries, haven't they? Really, as you're saying. Yeah, to to a certain point where the fans can build up uh, and can build up a rivalry. I mean, and don't get me wrong, there's still feuds between boxers that don't like each other, and there's still all, all that kind of stuff. But just to actually get them in the ring, there's so much red tape now that. You just don't see it. Like we've missed out on a lot of on a lot of um, on a lot of classic fights, and it's funny, you know. You know, you brought Conor McGregor before, but he's a prime example. He posed zero, zero threat before he may have been a boxing ring. I just remember uh, that fight. But, <laughs> I don't can believe it. And the promoters and the promoters realise that. So that's why the fight was made. Yet, many Pacquiao, on the other hand, and now this is, they're both promoters here at fault. So this is not like a Floyd Mayweather or was scared of Pacquiao or vice versa. The fighters didn't care. Yeah. Right? We didn't see that fight at the best. It wasn't until one fighter was on the way down that we saw that fight. And that's why the fight was so one-sided. Okay. Yeah, because... And that's, yeah... Because I actually, I remember that fight going on and everyone was saying that McGregor's going to absolutely going to slaughter him. And um, I'm thinking... That's going to be one of the more embarrassing things you've ever seen. And, well, actually, I didn't actually watch the fight because I think it happened at like about 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning in here in, in Australia, but um, it was actually in America at the time. Um, and I didn't even bloody see the fight. I woke up and all well, the rest of the shit and I thought, oh, uh, the big fight's on today, isn't it? And they said, yeah, but it's already been done. I thought, what? 
It was already on the news that uh, Meriwether fucking beat him. I thought, oh, fuck, okay. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> and when, you, when we talk that fight to anyone who doesn't, isn't involved with, or never fought in any discipline before. Like, like myself. To, so. <laughs> yeah. To see that fight, it was quite embarrassing to see how much money that fight drew because oh, those two fighters mate. didn't belong in the same ring. McGregor is a good mixed martial artist, but he's not a good boxer. He was shocking. Yeah. And and it's like I I knew I, I knew he was gonna win before it started, but I held out hope that maybe we McGregor I, I wanted Mayweather to win just because I just thought it made more sense that way, but I wasn't really fussed as to who really won. Yeah. But I um I was on I just hope that McGregor had learnt enough to make it look interesting, and I guess, I guess he did because you know the fans lapped it up and they seemed to love it. But everyone who knew knew about boxing and knew about martial arts and knew about fighting realised that that was, yeah, that was a bit of a joke. It was um. Was it really worth watching? Top thing. Oh yeah, it, I mean. You've got a bloke in McGregor who was nearly 50 pounds heavier, or 40 to 50 pounds heavier than Mayweather, and yet he was walking backwards and couldn't even slow down Mayweather, who was just walking him down. So walking someone down is when you, was when you, you're probably not just a superior fighter, but the physical superior man, where you're stronger, you hit harder, you're more imposing. So when it's it's basically you walking someone backwards. Yeah. And to have a man McGregor's side, McGregor's size, walking backwards from a man Mayweather's size, was quite amusing in some regards, and just showed that those two didn't belong in the same ring together. Yeah. Uh, it just seems um, it just seemed very strange how everyone thought that he was actually going to take on a boxer who was actually trained. To take hits and to take um, take chances, I suppose, compared to someone like you. Correct me if I'm wrong here, mate. Um, compared to someone who's trained to take someone down by grabbing them and putting them on the ground and kicking them in the head or whatever like that, where Mayweather has actually been trained to punch someone to certain spots of the body, you know, with the torso, blah blah, and the guts and the head, to actually knock them out flat instead of grabbing them and dragging them on the ground and start punching them in the head. He's actually trained to actually yeah, knock him out. It, boxing is completely different, I suppose, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's um, it's no, it's not saying one's harder than one's different, harder than the other. It's just point differences in boxing a lot. You've got to be a lot cleaner with boxing. You can't hold on to them, and you can't. So you've got to rely on your hand-eye coordination a lot yeah. more in boxing. So basically, well, same one. Moving hand speed, yeah, yeah. See, boxing is. What makes you good in MMA won't help you necessarily in boxing yet, and probably vice versa in a way. And that's boxing—you've got to have a lot more natural gifts to be successful. Yeah. You got to have hand speed. You can make up for lack of hand speed in MMA by being a good grappler. Yeah. Or you can make up for not being a good grappler by having better hands. So you've got, but with boxing, you kind of got what you got. Yeah. You've got to try and like, and if you've got a bloke who's faster than you and also hits harder than you, it's very hard to sort of compete with that. 
Well, who actually would be faster, McGregor or bloody um, Mayweather? He would. He was actually in some ways in the hand movements and all that oh, old shit. Oh, they're not even. Well, he was way. faster. McGregor, McGregor couldn't keep up with Mayweather, and Mayweather was a forty-four-year-old man at the time of the fight. Yeah, oh, that's right. So he's a bit of an old fight now, isn't he? Can you imagine what a young? Can you imagine what a twenty-eight-year-old Floyd Mayweather would have done? <laughs> a lot of damage. A lot of damage. Yeah. Well, there you go, people. We just learned a bit more about the uh, differences between UFC and um, boxing, which is good. I reckon we might keep talking about this in future episodes, I reckon. And just, just before um, I go on here, and that's, I'm not disrespecting Conor McGregor as a fighter in his own right. It's just yeah. different sports. Um, yeah. Different. Yeah, no. It's, you got one. Go ahead, mate. It's just, yeah, it's really one of those things where you go to the pub and you watch fights and you, and you hear people talking about it. Yeah. Who never really know. I mean, something about fighting, which, especially prize fighting, is it's one thing to sit there and watch it, but when you when you're actually in the ring, it's just the feeling is so different, and it's something unless you experience it, you'll never know. Exactly. And I'll be and the first one. I'll be the first one there. to admit that too, mate. Um, I've never been in the ring before. Um, probably never will. But um, yeah, that's why I was asked you because you actually were. A fighter, so um, so yeah, like I said, mate, um, I reckon this uh, this will be something that I reckon we'll talk about later on, later episodes. I reckon a bit more about this boxing cross UFC type stuff and what different techniques and that type of things. I reckon we'll talk about, um, yeah, yeah, I reckon we'll do something like that. And uh, next episode, I reckon we might do some other things, but uh, you never know with the topics I've been coming up with, um. Um, but uh, I reckon, guys, we'll wrap this up for today. Um, thank you very much, Andrew, for coming on, mate. You give us a bit of a um, outlook and a bit of a thing into uh, boxing and that, and your little um, opinions on different topics, eh? Yeah, well, thank you for having me again. Yeah, no worries. Um, like I've said to you in the past episodes, mate, Andrew's probably going to be uh, more of a person that's just going to be coming on to my podcast every, nearly every episode. Uh, besides my old mother, who everyone's seemed to be loving at the moment because she's getting some pretty good listens on her episode, which is very, very good. Thank you for very much for that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I reckon that, that'll be about it for today, mate, I reckon. Yep, I can't feel anything else to say. <laughs> me either. But um, anyway, guys, thank you very much for joining me and Andrew today, and uh, I'll catch you for the next one, guys. See you later. Hey, Matt here. So that's it for this whole episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to give me a review of five stars or whatever you want to do on here. It sure does help. Make sure you head over to my Facebook page and my YouTube channel, Amandables Media, to see all the updates and videos that I do. Want to give me a hand and donate to my PayPal? You're more than happy to, mate. Go over to paypal.me slash Media and donate whatever you want. Doesn't worry me. Thanks very much in advance for it, that's for sure. Thanks very much for joining me today, and I hope to see you soon for the next one. Catch you then.